Live from Hallandale Beach, it's Holistic Strive. Hey now, everybody. Welcome to Holistic Strives, a Start With Your Feet production. We are coming to you live on tape from my office in sunny Hallandale Beach, Florida. My name is Dr. Richard J. Rimler, otherwise known as Doc Rick, and I am one of a few holistic podiatrists in the country. I am your host of Holistic Strides, a talk show devoted to taking small but powerful steps down a path to a more holistic lifestyle with an emphasis on foot health and the start with your feet approach to wellness. This includes unique advice on supportive shoes, orthotics, exercise via high intensity interval training, organic nutrition, vitamins and supplements, and stress management. So why should you watch or listen to my show? The short answer is to achieve better health through self-empowerment with the understanding that it all starts with your feet. The idea is to add one holistic principle to your life every month so it becomes a habit and gradually transform yourself to a better health. Just take it one small step at a time. I can guide you since I have undergone the same transformation. Therefore, I walk the walk. Today, I will be talking about supportive shoes and we will get to that soon. Before we get to it, I want to go over what I feel is the most important thing you can do for your health besides not smoking cigarettes, high intensity interval training, which goes by the acronym HIT. So what you do is you start by picking your preferred mode of exercise. It could be walking, running, using an exercise machine, an, an exercise bike, an elliptical machine, treadmill, doing jumping jacks, or swimming. Do this close to home for convenience and to avoid excuses not to do it. Try doing it in the morning since it only takes 10 to 12 minutes. That way you can get it in before work or school. Otherwise, do it when it works best for your schedule. You want to try to do this three to five times per week, such as Monday through Friday, while you are in work mentality. Here is my personal prescription for high intensity interval training. You start off with a 20 second fast velocity, followed by a one minute slow recovery speed. Do this for about six intervals. So you're going fast for 20, slow for a minute, six times. In my case, I go out to the street in front of my house and I sprint for 20 seconds. Then after every recovery portion of roughly a minute, I reverse my direction and sprint for 20 seconds once again for the next interval. After doing six intervals at 20 seconds fast speed, then switch to a 15 second fast velocity followed by the same one minute slow recovery speed and do this for three intervals. Guess what? You are now done and ready to shower. The take home point 
is that the final three intervals must be done at a faster speed to reap the benefits, which are substantial. Those benefits include strengthening your lungs and heart, aiding in weight loss by inducing a 12-hour fat afterburn, reducing Alzheimer's risk via enhanced body oxygenation, and most notably, being anti-aging. Think of it as your own personal stem cell treatment given to you by yourself. I have been personally doing this technique since I first heard about it when I was age 50. And I can honestly tell you that this is one of the main reasons for my continued good health into my 60s. By the way, you can access a free ebook download about high intensity interval training, including my prescription, by going to my website, startwithyourfeet.com. You will then find it in the blog section. I invite everyone to incorporate HIT into your schedule and join the Start With Your Feet and Holistic Strides family by climbing aboard the wellness wagon with me. Now, let's get to our main topic today, supportive shoes. So let's start with my preferred shoe to wear, which is a sneaker or walking shoe. So one of the things that's important is that you want to make sure it has lace or Velcro because you want to be able to be pushed back into the back of the shoe and be held firmly. So that is why I prefer that rather than a loafer. So you want to have the proper length and the proper width. So if you have a bunion on the inside or outside of your foot and it's significant, then you have to consider switching to a wide width. Now realize that not all shoe companies make wide widths. So you have to actually go out of your way and make sure that you get a company that has wide and extra wide if need be. So one of the things that is also important, of course, is the length of the shoe. So everyone thinks that the length of the shoe, the, the toes have to be right at the tip of the shoe. And that's wrong because that's gonna cause a lot of forefoot problems. In actuality, you want to have about an inch from your longest toe to the end of the shoe. Now, that could be the first toe, second, or third. Usually, it's one of those three that are going to be the longest toe. You then put the shoe on, and you want to take your thumb, and from your longest toe, the width of your thumb, you want to see the shoe on the other side of the width of your thumb. So that's about an inch. So that is the proper length of the shoe and people don't realize that you really do need that much room in the front so how can you do this effectively so i'm going to demonstrate on a on a shoe here my sneaker so the first thing that you want to make sure when you get a new shoe is you want to go right to the back of the shoe behind the heel it's called the counter and you want to squeeze the counter and make sure it's not too squeezable. You want that to be firm. You don't want this part of the shoe to be like this, which is flimsy. It's okay for it to be flimsy over here and cushiony, but you want it to be very firm right behind the heel because you're gonna lace it up and go back. And if the back of the shoe is firm, that's gonna be step one to holding your foot, controlling the motion. And it's also gonna keep your foot from going forward. 
The second part of controlling the motion, of course, is going to be putting an orthotic inside the shoe. Then you have your one-two punch. But another thing to look for is a removable insole that comes out easily. So then you take that insole out and then you can take your orthotic, your eyeglasses for your feet, and then you can place it inside the shoe. And then you have your new insole, which is actually your arch support orthotic. So that's going to control motion of your foot in the back, middle, and front of your foot. So you want to be able to swap out the insole for your orthotics. So also going back to the closure, you want to be able to lace it up or Velcro it so that you can go back into the firm counter to hold your foot for stability. So the, the width of the shoe, again, is important. The length of the shoe is going to be a thumb's width from your longest toe. So remember the Saturday Night Live skit with Christopher Walken where you got to have more cowbell. I like to say you got to have more toe room. So you got to be able to wiggle your toes freely inside the shoe as if you're playing the piano with your toes. So make sure you have that room. So that is the preferred shoe, a lace or Velcro walking shoe slash sneaker. So now when it comes to other shoes, let me comment on a few things. So inside the house, I like to recommend open toe shoes. So instead of a slipper that is sort of like a loafer that forces the shoe to be short. So you, the whole key to foot health is not having the front part of the shoe pushing on the front part of your foot. So that's why an open shoe is going to be preferable. So as it comes to sandals, in regards to them, you want to make sure that it's not the thong sandal. The reason for that is because the thong, first of all, can cut into the skin between the first and second toe, which is especially dangerous if you have neuropathy and don't have good feeling there. But also, you want to be able to, what the thong does is it causes your toes to actually grip the shoe. So that's going to accelerate a condition such as bunions or hammer toes. So you don't want that to accelerate, you want that to decelerate. Another thing that I've seen happen with patients is that they actually fall off the thong because there's nothing holding your foot to the shoe. So that's why I like a slide. So a good slide is going to be coming across the top of the foot, preferably behind the bunion. So it's gonna cover the middle of the foot. Here's one over here, typical a typical slide over here where you see the part that's holding the, the shoe to the foot is coming across the top. So if you have a bunion, you want to be hopefully having that piece below the bunion so that slide part is not pushing on the bunion. So it's always good to use that as your indoor shoe. So if you are a little unstable, you make that better by having a strap behind the heel. That's going to give more support. So for my older patients, I always like to say, use a sandal, a slide sandal that has a strap behind the heel so that you're going to have more support behind the foot. That's going to mimic a closed shoe better. Also, if you're going to take a, a sandal outdoors, you want to have one that has a strap behind the heel because you're going to have more support that way. So again, you don't want to use a thong. You want to use a slide. Um, you also want to use 
uh, rubber soled shoes rather than a leather. So give yourself a little extra cushioning. So that's always a good thing, especially after you're age 40. It's always good to have a little bit more cushioning. You want to make sure that the sandals are not twistable in the arch. So if you can twist them like a pretzel right in the middle, that means you're going to have no arch support and you're more likely to have a foot problem. So you want to have it nice and sturdy in the center of the shoe. You also can make the shoes better by putting a piece of felt in the lateral arch of the shoe, which is going to lock your foot. So you can get those online. You can get them uh, on in medical supply stores. I use one eighth inch adhesive felt and I place them in the lateral arch. And then all of a sudden I'm making the foot more stable just by doing that. So that's a way to even increase stability. You can also do what my wife and hairdresser do. And that is they take their Doc Ricks orthotics and they use double-sided Velcro and they put one piece on the bottom of the orthotic and one piece on the sandal. And then they are able to wear their orthotic in a sandal also. So you can always do that too. Okay, so let's get to dress shoes for women, which is always a big bugaboo. So I want to stress that the shoes that are really bad are going to be the slides, uh, the slide shoe, the loafer type shoe, the closed shoe that you just slide into without a lace, because that forces you into a shoe that's too short. So my preferred choice for a dress shoe for ladies is going to be an ankle high boot in Florida. If you're up north, you can go with a knee high boot. But the bottom line is that by going above the ankle with your dress shoe, you will then be able to get the proper length, which is super important. So you want to be able to get that one inch from your longest toe to the end of the shoe. You can even have a pointy shoe in an ankle boot. But if you get that point away from the foot, it's not going to cause damage to the foot. If it's going to be pointy close to the foot, there's going to be problems with something, whether it's the nails, the bunion, toes, blisters, etc. So if you want to do an open shoe that's dressy, you can do a wedge. So a wedge open toe shoe, uh, roughly not more than about two inches, a wedge is going to give more uh, foot to ground uh, contact, as opposed to a stiletto point, which has a little point, very unstable, very easy to uh, sprain your ankle, turn your foot, etc. If you have a platform, you're going to be more in contact with the ground. I like them to be open toes so that you're not crowding the front of the, the, the foot. So that is preferable to any kind of loafer kind of shoe or a pump shoe that's closed in the front. Um, also, I am very happy that they're starting to make dress sneakers for women. So you're going to be able to have a much more stable foot, supportive foot if you're in a shoe with a lace. It's very hard for women to wear shoes with laces that look good. So now with these line of dress shoes, dress sneakers that are coming out, you're going to be in better shape. I personally wear a dress sneaker to work and you can take the insole out, put your orthotic in. So then that's going to look good. Uh, it's informal, but uh, it's going to give you a lot more support uh, than a typical dress shoe. So 
you want to be able to, the key thing is being able to get the proper size so you're not squeezing your feet. Your feet are not supposed to hurt when you're wearing shoes. If your feet hurt in a particular pair of shoes, you need to ditch them and find another pair that does not hurt. So if you're able to, it's always going to be better if you can go open toe in a, in a shoe. Uh, that's not going to be better for your feet. Otherwise, you go with the ankle high boot, a knee high boot in colder weather or a platform open toe uh, pump uh, wedge is going to be better. So you want to avoid loafers and shoes without a lace. That's the bottom line there. So a dress shoe for men, again, you want to avoid loafers and instead you want to wear sort of like an Oxford lace shoe. Uh, that Something with a lace is going to be preferable. So Anytime you're in a dress situation, you can, if it's a little more informal, you go with a dress sneaker, otherwise an Oxford lace shoe, preferably with an invoice, with a, a removable inner sole. You can put your orthotics in, in instead of the inner sole, and then you're going to have more support that way. So getting back to the house again, you want to have your slide open toe sandal rather than slippers or boat shoes or uh, loafers to wear inside the house. So give yourself open toe inside the house, super important. So that's the basics that you wanna know about shoes. Uh, when you're dealing with children's shoes, just realize that you constantly need to check the size of uh, the children's feet because they're growing very fast so you are going to have to replace those shoes very, very quickly once the toes are getting close to the front. So keep, keep in mind the one inch rule, which is the width of a thumb to make sure that the child has the proper toe room in front. So the take home point for some, uh, a supportive shoe is going to be firm counter. I find that most of the shoes today are lacking in that quality. So if you go, if you're buying a shoe online or in the store, the first thing you do is you go right to the counter, which is the back of the shoe and squeeze it. You want to make sure it's nice and firm. If it is not firm, I suggest returning it and getting a brand that has one that's much firmer. Now there's some inconsistencies in some certain brands that some of the shoes are good, some are not so good. Uh, depends on the country that it's made in, the quality control. So just be aware that go right to the go right to the counter before moving on to the next step. So the other thing that's super important to me is the having the removable inner sole, so that you can take them out, swap them out, get your own orthotics in. So then you have the one-two punch of being laced up and going back into a firm counter, holding your foot nice and firm. You have the orthotic underneath, which is going to control motion in the back, middle, and front of the foot, preferably with a comfortable material that agrees with you. And then, of course, the proper sizing is super important. You want to make sure that you have a thumb's width from your longest toe to the end of the shoe and be able to play the piano with your toes. So that is what you want to know about shoes. So it looks like we are out of here. I hope you enjoyed the show today.
and learn something new. I want to thank all of my Striders for your support and attention. This is my very first show. I'm very excited to relaunch Holistic Strides in my new format. And I hope that you guys can learn something today. I hope you can incorporate today's topic into a habit and a lifestyle that you can develop gradually over the next 30 days to make it a mindset or a habit, one small step at a time. So don't be overwhelmed. Just take one step at a time. You guys can email me if you have any particular topics that you would like me to talk about on future shows. The email is docrick at startwithyourfeet.com. Until next time, start thinking outside the box and keep watching and listening to Holistic Strides so you can keep on walking and running strong. See you next time.